Valentine's Day, Gina. Oh, Valentine's Day. The uh, made-up holiday by Hallmark. <laughs> what? You're not going all out for Valentine's oh, Day? Oh, no. Like... Um, Pam and I were actually just laughing the other night about Valentine's and all the disasters that uh, have happened on Valentine's Day in our marriage. Let's talk about Mainly being um, my mess-ups on trying to do what I think she would enjoy for Valentine's Day early in our marriage. Like, wow. I was a stuffed animal giver when we were first married. And my wife hates stuffed animals. Exactly. But she didn't have the heart to say anything. And so That's I just continued funny. on. You know, a couple years in a row, you know, all these nice little Vermont teddy bears or all these little things that just end up being... She's like, what? <laughs> and so she kept saying... And it's, it cracks us up now because she looks back on it. And she's like, I, she just kept saying, my dad would always just bring a small little box of chocolates, you know? And I was uh, like, and so I was always, I'm not your dad. You know, I'm always competing is the way I was, at least back then. I didn't want to do what he did and all that kind of stuff. And then I start bringing chocolate. And then right. I hear, but I'm trying to lose some weight. And I'm like, oh, gosh, come on. <laughs> I know. That's pretty funny. You know, my twins were born on February 15th, and my husband's birthday is February 16th. So February 14th pretty much goes unnoticed. <laughs> it gets, it's no big deal. It gets rolled over and passed. Yeah. We just catch it two, what, three weeks later on the anniversary. Yeah, Valentine's has, has evolved to a, hey, happy Valentine's Day, honey. I mean, that's kind of really what it is for us. It, well, We don't really do I much. Like yeah, you don't share it. I like a card because, you know, I'm a words of affirmation girl. So yeah. if Paul goes and buys me a card and writes nice things in it, I'm very happy. That's nice. Well, this is not the Valentine's <laughs> Show. This is Sexy Marriage Radio. No. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. Well, we're having honest conversations about sex and love and marriage and all that goes on. And if you were with us last week, you got to hear some of the mistakes that women make. So turnabout is fair play. I think tonight or today we are... Uh, piling on men and, and the mistakes that mm-hmm. made it's gonna be a short show though because it's you know there's nothing not many mistakes <laughs> not many mistakes going on well you can find us at <laughs> sexymarriageradio.com we'd love to hear from you with at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com that's our email or you can call us 615-567-3996 so mm-hmm. gina did everything she could last week to uphold the sisterhood I did it. Come on, sisters. There's a reason we do all these. Yeah, try to make it understandable on any mistakes that may actually be going on by women. Because, you know, women don't make mistakes. What if... Okay. Right. (laughs) So, I I guess to be fair, we have to Mm -hmm. uh, shift gears. I know it. And you might not be aware that... Well, you, you are aware. There's a very special community in the world... And it's the readers of winningatromance.com. <laughs> so everyone listening, yep. please come to winningatromance.com and get the cool stuff there and get on that list because we, my readers there know I just love them. So I actually wrote to them after our show, which I, like, you never read my emails until you read that one. Like, oh my gosh, Gina. What are you talking <laughs> I read every email you send, Gina. 
Maybe not every okay. word of the email, but I do I do skim it and get the, the basic idea. Oh, man, I knew you were going to see that one. I thought, maybe I can sneak this in without Corey reading this email. So I asked all the gals on the list um, to help me on that. Like, all right, we're going to we're gonna get it off your chest, what the guys are doing, what your husband's doing that you just wish he knew so you don't have to say it. So I got, when, when I searched that in my Gmail, it, it showed many, like every single page. How many responses did I get? Well, here's one to 20 of many. So it was just <laughs> okay. dozens and dozens of replies. And um, we ultimately want them, we want sex that is meaningful and, and passionate and sizzling and sexy. So everything every, was shared wait, in, in every good time? spirit. So. Every time you want sex that's meaningful and passionate and sexy? No, no, overall, like. Overall, okay. Like, overall. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because isn't there so, times when you just really want to just throw down? Uh, well, a lot of the gals were not, when they, but some of them did. So let's talk about that. Okay. Um, here, but overwhelmingly, that the answer that came in, overwhelmingly again and again is in thinking that foreplay happens like 30 seconds before sex. Yeah, I can see that. Or in like once you're already in bed. It's the idea that a, a man gets in his mind that the woman is wired the way he is, that she'll get charged and in, in going at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Well, that, that feels very selfish. And she's like, over and over again they're like really like i want to make love to someone who's ignored me all day but <laughs> conversely not only do we like being flirted with you know like start in the morning when you kiss our neck and and kind of flirt with us and build some anticipation that is is not just nice we love that I mean, it's the difference between being utterly disgusted and utterly melting in your arms. So okay. it doesn't seem that hard. Like, why would you not just say, all right, then that's my M.O. Start earlier. Right? I got no answer for that one. I mean, <laughs> start slower, start slower, start earlier. Well, yeah, but. It works. Well, that's how baseball players hit home runs, man. Start slower, start earlier. Well, an interesting analogy of home run right there, too. Exactly. So then going along with that is not remembering. like Because sometimes there's a problem. We said a problem that women have, I think we mentioned last week, is not speaking up. Right. Or saying what she likes. Right. Then the mistake on the man's part is not doing it. Like, honey, I showed you. Oh, that she'll when, speak like, up or teach or say something and then it's not done. Oh, so aggravating. Okay. Exactly. And I want, I want to be very clear for our listeners this week that unlike Gina, I'm not defending the men. <laughs> men, you're on your own with this one. Because I know, yeah, we're sometimes pretty stupid in one-track mind. And, yeah, that happens. So, but I'm not going to defend things. This is just, it's on your own. I know. That's what I told my girls. I said, you know, Corey, he won't be defensive at all. Yep. Doc. I call you Doc. Yeah, you I know, mean, Doc. I, I've done these. I've done that. I've, I've had times where Pam said, yeah, hey, this is, th th do that. That works. And I, no, I don't. 
never remember again. <laughs> no, no, it's not that I never remember again. It's just I don't at that moment. Or, oh. you know, because I've got something else in mind that is going to be spectacular. Spectacular. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that brings us to what what our husbands think is spectacular. And this came in quite a bit. And this came on two sides, so it's so confusing. Everybody's in, in the... In the end, the whole goal is going to be for you, gentlemen, to know your own wife. That's the beauty of sex and intimacy, that you become all vulnerable and transparent and connected in ways that nobody else knows. So it's going to involve you guys um, being vulnerable and, and speaking up with each other, communicating. And where there's a problem is where... Okay, like you just said, this is just going to be spectacular. And so if something feels good for a few minutes, it doesn't mean to just keep doing that same thing for half an hour. Right. Which I don't understand. Maybe those women weren't saying, like, if she says something, don't get offended then and make this an issue. Okay. Well, let me, okay. I, I said I wasn't going to defend men, but I am going to I on know. this one. Because this this one I can understand where it comes from. Because men, in general, men are not that complicated. Okay, This and is true in contrast to women. Absolutely. If you do it a comparison shopping, yeah. <laughs> but in one of the fallouts of that lack of complication is men often fall victim to the do what works last time. I've done something before. It worked. So I'll do it again. Right. And that, that applies to sex, unfortunately. That, well, I did that. It worked. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. Or I did that. It worked for a minute. Well, 20 minutes will be even better. <laughs> Ch change things up. <laughs> so it, it is that whole, as guys, one of the things we've got to be more aware of is when our wife steps up and takes a lead. To, mm -hmm. to let her lead, to let her take yeah. charge, to let her kind of point in a direction and go there. And, and, and it's unknown, but it's still, it's worth going down that path. It's the same thing I've heard of. Let me add one that um, a mistake a man can make, because I'll hear this several times. And I've even had this happen in my marriage within the, in the first five years of my marriage. I would complain that my wife would never initiate. And, it, you know, it's never, you never initiate sex. That's just a, that was just an easy phrase to throw out. But then the one time she did, mm -hmm. I turned her down. Oh, okay. You know, she comes out and she's all not scantily clad, but it's pretty clear the message she's sending. And it just wasn't at a timing I wanted. I probably, because there was some game on TV I was really interested in or something. Okay. And so it's like, no. I'm not interested, you know, I don't want to right now. How about later? And no, I don't want, and then it becomes an argument. So it's just that whole, yeah. if you're complaining that your wife never initiates, when she does, you better drop everything <laughs> and go. <laughs> because the mistake is lots of times, and I heard that, I hear that from friends and from clients that, mm -hmm. well, they never do it. But when she actually does initiate in the manner you want, so that's real obvious, Right. It's amazing how much, how brain lapsed we can become as men <laughs> and not see that and go, why am I turning that down? 
but just ask, are you coming on to me? Hello? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that becomes a funny phrase. In our house, we use it when it's, you know, dang it, the car's overheating. Are you coming on to me? (laughs) Then it's funny because, no, but... You know, it's fun. That's a fun question. Sure. Yeah, get where you've got some fun in your relationship. So, well, while we're speaking about all of this maneuvering and stuff, just not understanding your wife's clitoris and what feels good, what turns her on. In fact, all her erogenous zones. And maybe not even knowing where stuff. the clitoris is. Oh, my gosh. One lady says, I have shown him the spot at least a half a dozen times. Yeah. So... Corey's going to draw a manual and post it on the website. Absolutely. Hey, if it is helpful, I will. Because <laughs> that's right. It, because that's one of the best things you can learn is discover <laughs> where that thing is and know what to do with it. I mean, you'll have, yeah. you'll have, she'll be putty in your hands, literally. That, I mean, I, I don't know what, the, I don't know what else to say. If you've, if you've never been with a woman that has wave after wave of orgasm at your hands <laughs> or your tongue or another part of your body, man, you got to know where that thing is and, and how to use it. So learn where it yeah. is. Yeah, learn where it is and handle it wet. People come. What is wrong with you? It needs well, to be again, wet. Well, again, you have to be specific on with each couple because there's some couples that it's way too sensitive. And exactly. there's, so there's things that can be done that can help that and that aren't even medical. I mean, it's not even a medical procedure, right? but there's positions, there's other things that you can do. There's different ways that you can shift your body to get in contact with the clitoris while you're having intercourse. There's, I mean, there's all kinds of different things that you can get the clitoris involved. And a lot of times, I don't know, men have fallen victim to the penile vaginal intercourse is the way it goes for her. Man, she will see stars just because my penis is in her. Well, (laughs) a majority of women cannot climax vaginally. They have to have the clitoris involved. So just learn your wife's body. Let it be something full of pleasure and... and, uh, Man, do not be offended. I think we say this all the time on this show. If something happens, it's not personal. It just and this was a big one as well. To be confident. I know mean, we put all this pressure on the guys like start earlier, don't be too hard on the clitoris, find the clitoris, dog, you know, don't stop when she's starting to orgasm. Don't stop. Don't go too long. Don't you know, and for God's sake, be confident. <laughs> pile on pile on (laughs) so um confidence is really really sexy so a a lack of confidence or a passiveness how you so what an answer what an answer to being confident just be a man not in the man up manly masculine machismo mindset that's that's gonna be out there but just let what drives you drive you you know because what comes to my mind when you're talking about that is one time you know I've been on this journey the past four or five years of better masculine 
presence of, of better, you know, alpha male kind of a deal of just a more solid guy, a, a more solid man. And a lot of that really shifted, you know, when I had a daughter <laughs> that, that changes mm-hmm. things as a father. So, but it changed my relationship with my wife too. And, and so as part of that, just kind of being in touch with, with that side of me, with that, with the drives and desires that are just natural in men, I think. And so at one point I came up, my wife was in the bedroom, she was doing something. It was just something, you know, innocent, whatever. And I come up behind her and just kind of make a little move. And she's, you are an evil, evil man. <laughs> and I'm like, no, just a man, you know, just, <laughs> but it's just well, that idea. I think of just confidence is just natural in the masculine. I think that, I think that goes hand in hand that, and I'm not saying it's not feminine. I'm not still piling on women like last week, mm-hmm. but confidence is a natural masculine trait. So live it, use it what you're saying that's what you're saying that women are saying when men come yes. across not confident bad turn we, off. yeah and just and just bumbling their way through her body uh, you know so learn something well, so like, that you can be confident it's and, like what and, we've, we've and talked speak before with her that the same chemical reaction happens in a woman's brain when a man comes up confidently that happens in his brain when she flashes her breasts I know, but that's so abstract. It's like, okay, I can flash my breast. That is this very concrete move. Well, absolutely. We're, ta- we're telling a guy, approach Well, that's true because it's like I, I know if they're visible or not. That, that is true. That's a, that's a cut and dry so, thing. But, yeah, so you, but every, every man out there knows what confident is. They've had moments of confidence. Sure. So bring it. But and especially what's erotic is when a guy is as tender as he is tough. So I know it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's dying. Okay. Tender, um, he, I want a tender, tough guy. Yes, the man of steel and velvet. <laughs> I don't know. It's a book. Send your emails to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. <laughs> care of Gina and she will answer every question you got I'll hook you up this is poor guys oh my gosh um so in that confidence or or making a move make your move lovingly I think that's part of being tender and tough is when you're motivated by love not this selfishness so a mistake well let's go with let's let's stay on the track of mistakes what, what are, I what am. Are the moves? I was about to say the worst come on possible. Go. T- tell me it. God, we hate this. You're standing five feet away, so am I going to get lucky tonight? That didn't work? Gosh, no. I want to <laughs> hit you. What if, I, what if I have a nice puppy dog face with it? Oh! <laughs> I'd rather read a book. Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> Can you get lucky tonight? Yeah, and we've talked like, about this know, before. I don't know, not standing five feet away yeah, without doing something kind. We've and... talked about this before, that I think one of the worst things you can do when it comes to sex is actually ask for it. Sometimes you can, you know, kind of set the stage, but if you're, like, getting ready to go to bed and you're asking for sex, that's yeah. putting you in a lose situation. 
I think sometimes a guy just wants to know what she's thinking. Uh, I that's almost all the time. <laughs> so, so give um, up on that, fellas. Trying to understand what she's thinking <laughs> ain't gonna happen. So I don't know. I don't always. I don't usually mind if Paul says, uh, "Or do we have plans?" <laughs> hey, do we have plans? Well, I'm but, just but, I'm just checking. Uh, well, I mean, I can understand where you're kind of <laughs> gauging interest. Right. But I yeah. think some guys, when it comes to sex, they fall victim to that. Well, I'll just ask for it because I don't want to make a move because that's ups the risk factor. So asking is a little safer, if the, if oh. you will. But the problem, the How mistake. Would he ask? But the mistake or, is if you if you if you preface an interest in sex in the form of a question, you've already set up the the likelihood she's going to say no. Well, the guy's doing that because he's used to getting no all the time anyway. Sure. kind of futile. So, insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing, over and over, expecting a different result. But if you set the stage and you change it to where you kind of almost make it to where it's going to be a default, that you know I'm going to be coming on to you tonight. I'm just letting you know. Well, if you've started in the morning... We're all or even, for it. Or even in the middle of the day. In the middle, or early exactly. evening. Early evening. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've put some work in, you know, that you've, you've had some touch factor, and it's not all sexual touch. Exactly. But you have some touch factor. I mean, make a point of touching her as you walk by. Yeah, revive the kiss. Yeah, do the 10-second kiss. I mean, we talked about that a couple shows ago, the sexy marriage moves. Right. But I think one of the mistakes that I, I really hope guys get is to stop asking. Just make a move. Let her know your interest. Let her know your intent. Let her know your plan. Speak up. Kind of set the stage. Let her follow your lead. Most of the time, women will warm to that quickly. We Yeah. I just can't say enough about the engagement before before the moment. Right. One lady, one lady says, don't be listening to heavy metal music or watching some dumb show until it's so late that I'm dead dog tired right. when you finally crawl in bed and and grab me so then that's a whole nother thing yeah crawling in the bed and going straight south yeah Yeah, we just we touched on that there's learn her erogenous zones right because we've talked about that that how long it takes a woman to get revved up emotionally physically etc on average it's 20 minutes yes 20 minutes yeah right and sex usually lasts around three minutes Mm -hmm. so 17 minutes after you're done she's ready to go Oh, that'd if be, you that if would you do sad. the statistics, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So it's it is it it's not a microwave oven that you're crawl, crawling into bed with, fellas. You know, she does. Some women, yeah. Some women, they're they're already charged. They got some other things that have been going on. They've been thinking about you, whatever. They've been revved up and ready to go, just waiting to get the kids in bed and the door closed and you. But sometimes they need some time to unwind. Get their mind slowed down, relax. Yeah, think about just just if you kiss her and say, "I'm gonna go take a shower." I mean, that's a that's a pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's a good move. You mm-hmm. know, gives her time. To say, "Oh yeah, me too." Want to shower together? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, so so move in that direction together. Um, now I'm starting to forget what you and I talked about before the show. Did we did we talk about makeup sex? We haven't on the show yet. Right. And because you were saying that the couples you've dealt with are different than the yeah, overwhelming every, everybody's, majority. Everybody's of different, but a majority of times 
men have some value, and I think a lot of it's kind of be from the popular culture of makeup sex. That it serves some sort of a purpose, but women have, in general, trouble letting go and being ready. Right. If there's been a conflict and we're emotionally unresolved, and so then there's this distance, you know, so there's conflict, whatever, and so then Mr. Husband goes and finds his own space to kind of chill out and and deal with it, and then and then comes to bed, makes a move, she's really not ready. And he might be thinking, oh, you know, I'm okay, it's going to be beautiful, and that's how we'll, we'll make up, we'll, we'll have sex, it'll be beautiful. And, and most of my girlfriends are all the same, especially with just like snide remarks. Guys right. say stuff that's rude and mean and then want to have sex. No. Right. So that might even be different than makeup sex. That's just rude. I don't know. Yeah. But I think one of the, what do you think the purpose of makeup sex is? I don't the, know. It's, per, not, it's not part of my repertoire. Well, no, so just give me your guess. For, for the pursuer of it, who, what do you think the purpose of it is? What are they seeking? Oh, for the pursuer, that's how they feel connected again. Yeah, they, they, want, they want to get some added safety back, built back into the relationship to know we're right. okay. Right, where the partner might really hate that. Right. And some people, some couples, on the other hand, are completely addicted to it. They, they love the adrenaline or the passion or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, some of them, I mean, <clears throat> one of the markers of, of growth in adulthood, I think, uh, from the differentiation kind of stuff that I believe in, is learning how to utilize the emotions you have, even anger, even hate, even some of those things that are dark, and turn those into things that are productive. To actually harness that power of anger at somebody. Like, I cannot believe you did that to me, but I'm going to throw you down and have my way (laughs) with you. And actually, you're turning it into something good. Oh, my gosh. I am way not there. (laughs) Well, there's not many that are. I think that's part of what makes up the blessed few of those because the categories of sex that I kind of put people in Uh of the dysfunctional, the functional, and then the blessed few. And the blessed few is a small number of people. That have great sex when they're pissed. They have great sex all the time. Oh, my gosh. Because they can. I object. Fine. (laughs) Overruled. Because they have, they've they've learned how to harness their emotions and not be dictated by them. So See, they still they still live and operate from the best in them and what they really want. Well, that is any that goes back to my whole spiel of peak performance and mastering your state. So in one, you're, you're staying in a state and channeling it. And then one, you're changing your state on demand. Okay. Yes. Because the things that make me angry are not the same things that arouse me. Sure. So but, I'd have to, so it's a, it's, it's a matter yeah, but of. But I think that part of, part of growing is, is learning how. To not compartmentalize those because that's, that makes stuff that's unresolved or you still have to deal with. 
and learning well, I'm how, just going to say, gentlemen, for the scores of you, you're just going to be better off <laughs> yeah. understanding that your woman has this emotional love tank. And if you are taking deposits out of it, you're you're criticizing or doing things that that make her esteem you less, make her esteem herself less by the things you say and the things you do. If you don't re-engage her love tank, for lack of a better word, love account, put deposits in there she's not going to want to be responsive right. despite uh cory's differentiation of genius well, of the, okay it's much she'll... it's much more complicated yeah. than the two minutes we spent on it <laughs> but it, it is something that is i think we're capable of i think we're capable of channeling and using all of the emotions good and bad to create good well we could choose to not have emotions like I'm more emotional than Paul. Right. I could choose if I wanted. If I didn't, if I wanted a real vanilla experience, I could tone them down. But I like my emotions. Absolutely. I like. So emotions serve a great purpose. So so turn them off is not a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Roll. But understand understand each other and how to really minister to your woman. How speak her love language. What means something to her. Okay. And so she'll let me, open let me up. add a mistake. Let me let me get back to a mistake that men make. Since we're on the whole idea of emotions and maybe turning them off and on or role-playing or whatever, is expecting your wife or thinking your wife will act like a porn star during sex. That she'll be so sexually charged and aggressive. Yeah, I was going to say that. That I think a majority of women are just not that way. <laughs> um, Yeah, I... The feedback a lot, even on this, is that porn, you know, even some of them who were pretty open-minded were like, okay, maybe a little is okay sometimes, but acting out stuff from porn, it, they, it's really degrading. And this, yeah. I, I think it's distorted this idea. If you need to see a woman in distress and able to get, ar to get aroused, that's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, there's, so there could be more if, going on there than... than yeah, it's a common play out of a bunch of them said that too much porn. And one lady in the same letter said, and do not slap my butt. It effing hurts. I hate it. <laughs> so, I, I mean, if, and but it goes back to if you are watching porn where there's a kind of a violent overtone to it and you're you're expecting her to act out stuff, you know, a lot of the gals, they're disgusted by this whole um anal quest they don't want anal sex they don't right. want fingers up their butt they don't want you right. to so one one gal that was on your site where the lady asked yeah asked straight me. out what do, what do i do about a husband that is keeps all of a sudden now more interested in anal sex yeah, pushing himself in that direction, yeah. and she hates it. And she's told him he she hates yeah. it. So yeah, this, um, this I know you said a mistake. This is what? where it comes into the idea of, you know, lots of people think, well, it's just their problem. I, it's not my problem. Well, if, if you're in a marriage and one of you think it's a problem, it's a problem. So yes. you, you got to address it because it's a relationship issue. It's not a personal issue then. Right. Uh, so it goes back to being motivated by love that what makes your whole marriage powerful is weaving through this whole trifecta really of love and sex and romance 
put all together. If you're just having sex that's not motivated by love, it's it's a little bit offensive. Sex with no love is offensive. Romance with nothing, you know, yeah. no culmination is boring. So it's a really special relationship. So the mistake is pushing stuff out there that she doesn't like. Right. You got any yeah. others as we start wrapping this down? Yep. You got any other mistakes? I mean, you've you've done well so far, kind of just totally belittling us. I. But you want us to be confident. I know. <laughs> um, just understanding how her orgasm works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, like it should be so simple. Just understanding it. Yeah, I mean, it's, no, it's so that, simple. Every every day of the month it's gonna operate differently <laughs> <laughs> every moment of the day it's gonna operate differently well well yeah but you know not just because you're done doesn't mean she's done and that's a good one and and that you don't have to prove your abilities by like pursuing stuff she's not interested in if she is done then let her be done yeah yeah, because that's that's one of those things I think a lot of men can can fall victim to as a mistake that once is enough, because right. it takes it takes for most men it takes longer to recover before you can get an erection again. But man, fellas, you got a lot of other body parts that can provide some pleasure. Yeah, just ask. Yeah, ask her what she'd like. When I almost forgot one of the biggest ones. Okay. Not that our noses are sensitive, so we need you to smell good. Ah, okay. I mean, that's so huge, I can't even overemphasize how important it is. Yeah, and it's like the whole come on thing like when you start coming on early, it's so great as opposed to offensive. If you smell really good, it's such a turn on. So, I my mean, gosh, if you're choosing between having her grossed out or totally turned on. So, I'm thinking, take ten minutes, man. So you're saying all those axe commercials on TV yeah! are correct? <laughs> wow. <laughs> except that, except that most of us associate the smell of axe with junior high boys, so that's not <laughs> necessarily not a good, not a good thing. Not a yeah, good thing. Yeah. So, so please, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. All those fragrances, you know, from Paul's shampoo to his aftershave to how his his um, just the body lotion, the candles that he had lit in the room. Oh, his his mouthwash. I'm just like, oh my gosh, every single thing about him smells so good. Yeah. I could eat this man. <laughs> so uh, smell good. All right. And then the last one is the same thing we, I think we ended with last time. Is slow down. Slow down. Enjoy yeah. it because it's so it's so easy to call to fall into script mode as a guy mm-hmm. that oh i'm supposed to do this oh i'm supposed to make sure i touch the clitoris oh i'm supposed to make sure i grab her here oh i need to make sure i do oh i need that we can kind of forget about the fact that there's pleasure involved <laughs> going on that maybe even as a guy it just becomes about i just need to climax yeah uh, exactly rather That's than i just need to enjoy thing. the time i need to just relax let it unfold let it happen. Just see, see what, see what goes because it's so, I don't know, such a, a special time 
that you get to create with your spouse, with your wife. Yes, escape from everything else and go. So let her take charge at times. <laughs> let her teach. Let her speak up. Let her help you correct some mistakes. I mean, what what better way to learn from your mistakes than try again? Try again. <laughs> That's good. That's the beauty of marriage right there. Then we get yep. more and more time together. Yep, and, so and happy ho- Valentine's Day. Yes, again, happy made-up holiday from homework. <laughs> this is Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. We're yep. glad you joined us. Sex we'll Marriage Radio. Time. See you next time. And go for it, Gina. And until next time, you guys have lots more sex. Perfect. See you next time. Bye. Let's talk about